All right, uh, everybody, the questions that they are answering is with the intent of giving you a, a sense of what kind of person they are if you don't know them. So we're gonna do one more question and then we're gonna do our closing, uh, closing statements. Our last question is, do you believe in the preservation of freedom and oppose federal mandates, overreach and infringement of states and God-given rights? And we're gonna start in the middle this time. I want to cut to the root of the problem. The problem is people sitting in offices that think they run things. I was watching the legislature this last session, and my good friend Chip Miner, who's a representative from District 1, was being dressed down by a couple of longtime senators. One looked at him and said, you're one of us now. <laughs> what? No. I'm one of you. You send me to Cheyenne, I'm one of you, and I represent you there against that jury. Probably her biggest asset is she really likes fellow human beings. I would say that was one of the things that Harriet inherited from dad was she has a good sense of humor, she has a big heart, and she really likes people. She's an open book, so everybody understands. If you know her for 10 minutes, you, you'll know exactly who she is. Foremost out of everything she is, she's a family person. Family is everything to her. Harriet has a just a really deep compassion for people. There's one thing about Harriet that I, th I think's probably always been there. She didn't want to not know something. So if there's something out there and somebody asks a question and she feels like she's not abreast of it or doesn't know about it, she's gonna find out. She cares deeply for the state and its people, and she understands the issues that face this state today. I'm Harriet Hageman, and I humbly ask for your vote. Welcome to the Ramble Room. On Friday, June 24th, here in Sheridan, we had a candidate forum. This forum featured, among many others, candidates for the Wyoming State House and Senate. What I'm going to play for you is a question and answer session. It begins with an introduction by each candidate. Then we were each asked some questions, and then we had a couple of minutes to do some closing remarks. The forum included myself running for House District 29 in opposition to Gary Miller. Mark Jennings is unopposed in House District 30. In House District 40, down in Johnson County primarily, is uh, Barry Crago, who's the incumbent, and Richard Tass, who is opposing him. Richard had held this seat prior to Barry. House District 51, the incumbent is Cyrus Western. Brian Miller is challenging him. And representing unopposed Senate District 21 is Senator Bo Beitman. Welcome to tonight's Republican Candidate Forum for the state and federal candidates. This forum is sponsored and organized by the Sheridan County Republican Party and the Republican Women of Sheridan County. All right, gentlemen. 
As the first of the night, you get to kind of be the guinea pigs. I know it's a little nerve-wracking. I did this two nights ago, and I was hopefully hiding how nervous I was. So um, anyway, I'm going to start at the end here. Uh, please begin with your two-minute introduction. Representative Cyrus Western. So as you all know, I'm Representative Cyrus Western. I first wanted to start off by thanking the Sheridan County GOP for putting this on and organizing this. This is a great, a great opportunity uh, just to kind of transmit information, get to learn a little bit more about us. It's good to see some friendly faces. Uh, a lot of you know who I am, but uh, my story is I got elected in 2018, and I'm really proud of the work that I've done in the legislature. Uh, whether stuff from reaffirming our constitutional rights, Second Amendment, right to life, those types of things, to working on uh, trying to solve issues like funding for you know, BOTEC degrees or uh, getting folks to try to solve some of our economic diversity issues. These are things that I'm really proud of. I've also proud to have worked uh, and, and worked with some of our legacy industries, whether some of the folks from the fossil fuels industry, our miners, folks in oil and gas. These are issues that I'm very proud to, to have worked on and worked for some of these folks. For example, you'll remember when, uh, when Spring Creek Mine shut down, uh, I was one of the first people on the phone with Montana DEQ uh, trying to get them to open it back up. I've been endorsed by the Wyoming Mining Association, Right to Life, uh, the um, Petroleum Association of Wyoming. So these are some of my endorsements that I'm very proud of. So if you have any questions, looking forward to answering them. Brian Miller. Hello, everybody. I'm Brian Miller. Um, here running for House District 51. I'm here to, uh, to let you know why I'm running for House District 51. Um, it's great to have competition. I'm glad that, that everyone here is here to listen to why we're here, to compete and, and put our different ideas across. Um, most of you know who I am, so I won't go through the big story of who I am other than being ex Air Force, I spent 27 years in the United States Air Force, Air Force Academy graduate, came back here, started my own business. I've been running that successfully for 11 years now, and I've been working hard across the state for the Republican Party. And I've been watching and seeing everything that's been happening around the state and seeing a movement that is going well for the conservatives in the state of Wyoming. And I would like to say, I'd like to take credit for part of that. And part of the reason I'm running for this office is because we need more good, solid conservatives down in Cheyenne. I'm gonna be talking a lot over the, tonight, if I get the opportunity to talk about taxes in general, property taxes, and in, uh, in specifically, because they're hurting all of us. Um, all of us are ultimately gonna be on limited uh, incomes if we keep the taxes up what they are. I'm talking about election integrity, transparency, accountability, overreaching government, the first, second, fourth, and 10th amendments, and one more time, let's hear it for the U.S. Supreme Court decision today. Former Representative Richard Tass. I'm Richard Tass, I'm running for uh, House District 40, uh, which is all of uh, Johnson County uh, story of Claremont and Uh I too think that this is a glorious day with the Supreme Court ruling. It's fantastic. Uh, I uh, uh, tell a little bit about myself. Uh, we have my wife and I. Uh, my wife uh, and I have a ranch there south of Buffalo. It's my grandfather's. 
both my father and grand and mother had homesteads in Johnson County. Um, so we and I've been involved in. Uh, I was a school board uh, member. I was county commissioner. Was and my goodness, I'm been up late. Uh, so everybody's on the uh, bandwagon for uh, doing something about uh, property taxes. I was in the House Legislature uh, three, four years ago. I brought uh, forward a bill, got it through the House, uh, uh, through the committee process onto the House floor. It was defeated uh, in the last two years. The legislature has done nothing to protect uh, people and the senior citizens from this crazy taxes. So. Uh, I am running again to pick that up where, uh, when I got defeated by my neighbor here, uh, and to pick that bill back up and others that are better than even that one that was there. So uh, I'm looking for everybody's support that I can get. So thank you very much. Representative Barry Crago. Thanks, Richard. Uh, for those of you that don't know me, my name is Barry Crago. I'm a conservative Republican running for re-election to House District 40. I'm a father, I'm a husband, I'm a rancher, I'm a lawyer, and for the past two years I've been in the House of Representatives for serving House District 40. My wife, Kristen, out here in the audience is the principal at the Buffalo Christian Academy. My daughters, Lily and Caroline, are going to be senior and sophomore in Buffalo High School. My goodness, that's quite a challenge. Uh, quickly stated, I'm running for re-election to the legislature because I love our community, I love our, I love our state, and I love our country. Uh, I feel a great sense of duty to protect our way of life here in Wyoming, to keep it the way it is so that my daughters can raise their kids in the Wyoming we know today, not some Wyoming changed by outside political pressures coming from beyond. Um, if re-elected, there's several issues I want to work on and address over the next two years. We need to fix our bro broken property tax system. People can't afford another year like this. We need to protect this, continue to protect the Second Amendment. It's going to be under assault every day. We need to keep working on that. We need to fight back on the national attack on the right to life. We need to continue doing that. We need to work on protecting our young girls and our young boys from the woke movements coming from outside of Wyoming. Um, we need to continue to work on a conservative budget in the state, um, something we've done over the last couple years and we need to continue doing. And lastly, I think we really need to work on protecting agriculture. My district is almost all agriculture. Um, and I just see it under attack all the time um, from outside of Wyoming. And, and I, growing up in agriculture, it's an important issue to me. And, I go back and we'll continue to work to defend agriculture in the state of Wyoming. Thank you. Senator Bo Beitman. Well, thank you all. I'm Senator Bo Beitman, uh, Senate District 21. I live out in uh, Parkman. Um, running unopposed in the Republican primary, and but I still encourage you to please vote for me. Truly has been an honor to serve you in the state senate and, and be a conservative warrior on your behalf. Uh, we've got a lot done in the last four years, but there's a lot to do. Um, everybody's mentioned the property taxes. That's huge. Uh, I haven't heard anything about school choice yet, and that's important to me. I think uh, you know we did some polling in my district. 
a month and a half ago, and school choice was by far the number one issue in Senate District 21. 69% want school choice. So I'll be happy to work with whoever earns the title of State Superintendent of Public Instruction, but we need to get it done. We need to get it done now. I've also been a champion on the crossover voting bill. I've ran that. I don't know how many yeah. years. yesterday we found out why we needed it <laughs> so uh, hopefully it doesn't come around and bite us in the butt but hopefully next year we'll get it done finally also um, I'm a big strong believer and we have to stop the ESG movement from ruining our oil and gas and fossil fuel industry so I've been I had bills on it uh, last year they, they died but I've been working with Lynn Beck at the Heartland Institute and uh, people from all around this country that really know a lot about ESG and social credit scores and what the whole Great Reset is doing to our, our economy and why you're paying $5 gas, that's why. And we gotta stop it, we gotta stop it now. And I'm out of time, but I'm happy to answer any more of your questions. Please, I ask for your vote, thank you. Gary Miller. Hello everyone, I'm Gary Miller. Uh, my wife, Susan, and I moved here 25 years ago. We moved back here. We actually got married here 40 years ago. Thank you. And uh, moved back 25 years ago because, as you all know, this is the greatest place in the entire world. So um, I'm a conservative Republican running for House District 29, which is the, the heart of Sheridan. Uh, you're sitting in District 29 right now. Um, I'd like to actually open with a short story that may help you understand why I'm running and why I would like your vote. You may remember back 18 years ago when uh, Sheridan Memorial Hospital was really struggling. The uh, doctors, the hospital administrators, and the hospital staff just could not get along. It was tough times. That caused poor quality and it also caused really high costs a bad situation. So I did something. I contacted the Sheridan uh, County Commissioners and asked if they would appoint me to the hospital board. They did. Uh, I thought that my business experience uh, would really, really be handy for the hospital, uh, and it was. So, fast forward to today, Sheridan Memorial ranks very high nationally quality-wise, and its costs are way below regional averages. I hope this experience and others I've had like it help me represent you in a fiscally conservative manner in Cheyenne. Thank you. Ken Pendergraft. I'm curious, how many of you think that Wyoming's government is too large? Anybody? Okay, one, two, three, several. There is a great disparity between the conservative people of Wyoming and the legislators that we have introduced to Cheyenne. I'm telling you that's about to change. All across Wyoming right now, we have about 30, 35, good, solid, vetted conservative candidates like myself who are running for these offices, when we get elected, if only, if only half of us get elected, we will go to Cheyenne, we will change the leadership, we will change the direction, we will change everything, 
and we will make Wyoming that beacon on a hill that was mentioned in the prayer. We will make things free again. Across this state, excuse me, we need to do several things. The first one is to undo all kinds of tangled legislation that restrict businesses. We need to conserve, <laughs> we need conservatives to reach out across state lines and build coalitions with other conservatives in other states and put the Washington swamp on notice that the 10th Amendment still exists and that we have a right to govern ourselves. We need to leave, which by the way, the, the Supreme Court did a marvelous job this week and I'm thrilled. We have to do this now. We can't just keep doing the same thing that we've been doing, electing the same types of people. We need people to go in there and shake things up and make things right. My name is Pendergraft. Most of you have heard of me. Many of you are my friends. Some of you have heard that I'm a right-wing extremist oath keeper. We'll deal with that on Tuesday at the Wild Theater, and you won't want to miss that. <laughs> I approve of this introduction, and you should too. <laughs> Representative Mark Jennings. That's hard to follow. I'm Mark Jennings for House District 30, and I'm a liberal, liberal Democrat that was just walking down the street. <laughs> <laughs> are hard to pull one over. Uh, so I'm very much involved in the Freedom Caucus. We want to see our state be a beacon. We want to see them be the strongest in Second Amendment preservation. We want to see pro-life. We want to return to that Republican document, that platform and stuff that, that we have put out there for the last several years to what you people want. And you'd like to see us return to those values that this nation was founded upon, I believe. And so if you Re-elect me, and I'm, I, I am unopposed. <laughs> Might not be after the Democrat statement. <laughs> um, we'll keep fighting that fight. All right, thank you very much. Our first question for the evening. What will you do to decrease the tax burden, fees, and regulatory restrictions on Wyoming's residents and businesses? We're going to start. Representative Cyrus Western. There's a lot of things we can do to address this problem um, regarding taxes. You know, right now everybody's focused on property taxes, which is the one that's sort of the top of everybody's mind as we all got especially in this part of the world, we got tax assessments that came back 30, 40, 50%, some people more than that, but the average in Johnson County, for example, um, was 35%. That was the average increase for people in Johnson County. And so that's one of the first, that's one of the first things I really wanna tackle. I mentioned it in my opening statement. I think we all need to work together because it's not gonna be, there's lots of options for solving that problem in particular. And we just gotta figure out one that we can all agree on, whether it's, um, changing, changing, going to an acquisition type basis on the taxes, whether it's a cap, whether it only applies to um, folks over a certain age, if it's age related, which I'm not necessarily in favor of, but that's one of the options being thrown around out there. There's lots of things we can do to 
fix the problem. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Former Representative Richard Tass. This is what, you know, the hot topic. Everybody's on the bandwagon. Like I said, they act all of our, not all of everybody, but a whole bunch of them are all really surprised that this is coming down the road. Three, four years ago, you could see that neighborhood values was increasing. It was going to uh, sneak up on everybody on your tax assessment. And they have done nothing about it in the last two years. And I want to go back down there, pick up where we worked uh, did before, work with the other folks. Uh, that uh, acquisition is probably the, by far the best, maybe uh, back up. Uh, two, three, four years uh, to use that as a baseline. Surely not this year, but we don't want to use that one as a baseline because it's already killing the, the retired people uh, and the people working for a living. You can't afford these kind of taxes. Brian Miller. Well, taxes in general and property taxes in particular are, are killing us. Acquisition and depreciation, that's the method that we need to go back to. Uh, in 1988, we, the people of Wyoming, uh, passed a, an amendment to the Constitution that said, hey, we're changing to, three, to a three-tiered system. What it did not do is not define below that how that three-tiered system would be implemented. The systems that have been chosen by all of those out in the Wyoming government and in the federal government, for that matter, has been done through the Administrative Procedures Act. They make all kinds of rules that way. We can change the Administrative Procedures Act, get rid of it, and we can direct how taxes will be done in the state. That they will not be done by just a small group of people who decide, hey, we're gonna maximize revenue. We're gonna mess with the residents because we the residents are the only ones who can't pass our taxes on to somebody else. You can't do it, I can't do it. Thank you for your time. Representative Barry Crago. So I think you're probably going to see a recurring theme there. Um, I think first it starts with reaffirming our commitment to never having an income tax, ever. I think that's what we've seen in a lot of other states. We have Colorado, Montana, et cetera. They all have an income tax. Again, if you look, look at Connecticut's income tax in 94, that started with like, oh, we'll just do 1%. Now it's like 7 or 8%. So it starts with reaffirming our pledge to never have an income tax, ever. I do think the income, the property tax thing is a serious issue. If we can cap that, so what you're paying now is where someone buys a house, what they're paying that first year is what they're gonna pay so long as they live in on that property, I think that gives them a much more stable component when they're budgeting every year. By virtue of the fact that every November, you gotta go in and write a big check, that's a big financial burden for a lot of folks, especially if you're living on fixed income, a pension, social security, those kind of things. This is something that can really hurt. And so I think transitioning is absolutely important and something we gotta do. Thank you. Senator Bo Beitman. All right, well, I'll start by telling what I've done already since I've been in office. I've co-sponsored and sponsored bills to cut taxes, not raise taxes. For instance, the severance tax on coal. Ran it every year since I've been in office. This year, we finally got it passed. We cut the severance tax on coal. I uh, fought like hell to kill the corporate income tax when I was on the revenue committee, we killed it. 
We've killed every single tax increase that's come along. We've also uh, co-sponsored the property tax reform bills that have yet to make it out of the supermajority of Republican House of Representatives. Uh, it's a shame, and that's why we're in the mess we're in. This, we've been working on this. We just don't have the reinforcements as conservatives. I will continue to fight against any new taxes. I will actually lower your taxes. I actually ran a bill to change the way we do vehicle registration fees, because you shouldn't get a postcard in the mail that says you owe $600 and you pass out. Because yeah. <laughs> it's just crazy. My bill would have mirrored what Montana does and it would have been a lot more equitable and a lot more affordable and I'm out of time. Thank you very much. Gary Miller. Well, this could be a repeat of everybody else's talk, but certainly it's been ridiculous that property taxes have gone up so much and we need to do something about it. Um, one of the, I guess, extra aggravations is that property taxes are going up so much because of everybody moving in here who's driving up the prices, which we have nothing to do with. So um, being a, uh, my investment firm, Front Asset Management, uh, is national and has clients in all 50 states, and so that allows me to get out and about. And uh, last month I actually met with Arthur Laffer in Nashville in a private meeting, and you may know that name as uh, Ronald Reagan's big tax cut guy, Donald Trump's big tax cut guy, and uh, we talk seriously about ways to keep taxes low. And uh, I think that there's, you know, there's more to this than just the property tax. Thank you. Ken Pendergraft. Very first thing we have to do is get it through the heads of the people in Cheyenne that Wyoming does not have a revenue problem. We have a spending problem. Go back to the Constitution, which I did just this week. I went back and read the Wyoming Constitution again from this perspective. What does the Constitution require us to do? How can we do that efficiently and effectively and execute that plan? And anything else that comes out there goes away. It's not that hard. It's not rocket science. <laughs> Representative Mark Jennings. He was reading off my notes. <laughs> so, so bureaucrats love to spend, and I don't know how many of you know that, but bureaucrats love to spend. And, and when we talk taxes, that is the driving thing, is taxes are being driven by spending. And so as I look at that, Chuck Gray's here, he's going to be up a little while later, and a cap on spending is where we need to start. They raise taxes because they love to spend. And, and you guys cannot make up for what we've lost on mineral industry. You can't do it. You can't make up what those legacy industries have put out. And that's what they're attempting to do. So uh, acquisition, I ran an acquisition study bill last year. Um, it made it to appropriations of all places and, and died an ugly death. So that's my answer. <laughs> All right, our next question. Marijuana has been legalized in some of our neighboring states. The argument is that state, the state can benefit financially from taxes and licenses on the sale of marijuana. Where do you stand on legalizing marijuana? I'm 
going to start back with Representative Jennings. Representative Mark Jennings. I don't have my notes done yet. <laughs> so I'm opposed to it. Uh, and you know, there would be some medical places where that are already legal. I'm opposed to it. The cost into society, all you got to do is drive south. Yeah. You'll see what yeah. it just destroys Ken Pendergraft. I was in exile in Colorado Springs for many years, and down there at the time that I was there, marijuana was not legal. It was a nice place to live. I still have children down there, and I go down to see them, and I cannot believe what has become of Colorado Springs and downtown Denver. I do not want to see that happen to Sheridan. I don't want to drive by every park and see a puff of cloud of smoke. The people that are going to smoke are going to smoke. We can't stop them. But we don't need to condone it. We don't need to lay it out there. And <coughs> taxation says, well, we can tax it. I'm going to repeat a theme here. We don't have a revenue problem. We have a spending problem. We don't need that tax money. Yeah. <laughs> Gary Miller. Thank you, Ken. I've actually changed my mind on this. I was pro-marijuana. And talking with people and seeing what, certainly, you know, Denver being a great example of what's happening now, uh, it's hard to think that that's a worthwhile solution. And the idea that the, uh, the tax revenue is, uh, is gonna get us out of, uh, so we can spend more is, uh, is fairly ludicrous. So I've changed my mind. I. Uh, it's too dangerous to be playing with, so thank you. Senator Bo Beitman. Yeah, I too. I started out kind of a young, old libertarian kind of guy when it came to marijuana, but like everybody said, you look at what happened to Colorado, and it's stunning. Um, downtown Denver is a wreck. It, it really changed my mind on, on full-on legalization. I support medical. There's big cancer patients that have benefited from it, but full-on recreational marijuana, everywhere it's been done that I've been to personally and seen, it's just wrecked these communities, so I would oppose it. Representative Barry Crago. Thank you. Again, it's an easy answer, but I would just put a couple comments on top of that. I don't, if you look at where places it has gone, it's grown government. You have to have additional regulatory agencies, so that costs us money. I'm not even sure the tax revenue from the marijuana will cover the additional cost to government. And so on top of all the societal problems it causes, I'm worried about the budgetary side of it as well, so against. Former Representative Richard Tass. Well, I, I started in Vietnam just a few years ago, and I'll guarantee you, you don't want somebody smoking drugs that are supposed to be watching your back, let alone driving down your highways or your interstate. I'm totally against it, any shape or form. So, pretty simple answer, totally against it. Brian Miller. This is an easy one for me. Unfortunately, this is gonna impact my final statement because this is one of my big ones. Uh, legalizing marijuana, in any form is a bad idea. One thing that Governor Mead did right, I say one thing because there are a lot of things he did, one thing he did right was he had a task force that went out and wrote a report. 
Please read that report. If you need a copy of it, I'll show you. It shows that the state of Wyoming can never, will never be able to make money from marijuana. On top of that, it actually shows the real impacts to people, to what it does to our children, to what it'll do to people in the future, to what it does to your workforce. We already can't find people who are out there working right now. They're too lazy to get up and go out and work. You go ahead and yeah, ask any of the folks who are running restaurants in town. You can't find folks. You think they're gonna do it if they're out uh, getting high on marijuana? No. And so the obvious answer is no. And unlike my opponent, I will vote absolutely no across the board. Thanks. Representative Cyrus Western. So I'm actually gonna take a little bit of a different approach on this. The revenue and all that stuff, I don't care about that. That's negligible. Again, I actually agree that it's, when it comes to spending, that's not gonna do anything for us. What I do favor is this, is decriminalization. I know folks are upset before, but I'm sticking my guns, just hear me out, and this is why. A good friend of mine served in Iraq. Was at the siege of Fallujah, saw some pretty serious action, and has some really serious PTSD issues. He comes back, and he tells me about some of the stuff that's going on, and those pens, the only thing that helps him is help him manage anxiety, by virtue of the fact that he can get arrested, thrown in jail, hauled in front of a judge, just because he has that, it just, it makes me uncomfortable. So that's, that's my stance. I know it's an unpopular one, but I'm sticking to my guns, so. All right, keep it together, everybody. <laughs> All right, next question. The next question will be, what will you do to end crossover voting to ensure the sanctity of party primaries? Senator Bo Beitman. Can I start? <laughs> Pass Senator Biden's bill. Finally. Gary Miller. That was pretty easy. <laughs> Bo, I apologize for not having read your bill. But I did do a little research, and uh, it's actually a more interesting problem than we think. The United States Constitution says that anybody can vote in any primary they want. So we may have split ballots. We may have to have a federal part of the ballot and a local part of the ballot to get this to work. But certainly Democrats shouldn't be voting in our election. There's no question about that. And I think the, uh, the whole Liz Cheney article in the paper yesterday? Yesterday. Yesterday sort of spells out why. So. Uh, anyway, it could be a little more complicated. Maybe your bill covers that. I apologize for not having read it. But um, certainly, Democrats shouldn't be voting in our election. Ken Pendergraft. I'm not from Missouri, but you'll have to show me that. I don't remember seeing that. I'm saying it's not fair, but I do. <coughs> the Republican Party, the Democrat Party, are both independent private enterprises. And their purpose is to go out and select candidates that they think would best fill a particular seat. And that's what we need is that integrity where we have an opportunity to go out and do that without being forced by other entities to water down the gene pool. Representative Mark Jennings. Well, I'm going to have to tag on to Bo's bill. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
for the last two cycles, I have run a bill that actually would pull the Republican Party, the, the state, uh, out of the Republican Party. And the party should be able to decide their own decisions without the state being involved. And uh, I've supported those every time because that's the bill that has made it, well, a little ways. Mine only made it to the door. <laughs> so I'm very much in favor of it. Representative Barry Crago. Thank you. Um, I guess I'm in line with Bo over here. We just need to continue to work towards getting that bill passed. Um, you know, one of, you know what, what I've said is right now our, we live in a supermajority Republican state, right? We have way more registered Republicans than, than we do Democrats. And so a strong two-party system makes for a better republic, makes for a better democracy, and we just need to make that happen. And the, what I've said is that hopefully the crossover bill would help do that. I'm not sure it would. I mean, you know, it, it, it may or may not. It depends if we get good candidates on the other side of the aisle, and um, we, we may not. And so just the, will the bill solve that? I would hope so, but it, it may not. And so I've just tried to be realistic about that. I'm supporting, very supportive of the bill, but I'm also thinking about it from a pragmatic, pragmatic approach. Former Representative Richard Tass. Yes, we all agree, all the way down the line. Uh, we, we don't want crossover voting, but we also need uh, the runoff election uh, if, if there's more than uh, uh, two, two candidates that uh, do not get the simple majority. So I'm in favor of the, the runoff election. Brian Miller. Show me in the Constitution where it says anything about the primary elections. It's not in there. Uh, primary elections are an election for the parties. They are an election for all parties. Republican, Democrat, Constitution, it's all out there. That is ours as a party. It's not the state's primary. People should not be allowed by the state to vote in somebody else's primary. And that's exactly what they do. This has been something that's near and dear to my heart. I've been going around for a long time, helping Bo, helping uh, Mark, helping a lot of others try to get this fixed. It needs to be fixed. You know what it is in Title 22 when you sign a document, say you're a Republican one day, and then you go and you, you vote, and then you come back a few weeks later and change it back to Democrat? It's called fraud. Yeah. And I yeah. call that out. I call that out in front of the, the state uh, committee, the corporations committee, and they laughed. In my face said it's not fraud. It's in Title 22. Thank you. Representative Cyrus Western. I'll save you the time and energy. It's basically what Bo said. Thanks so much. <laughs>
is unlike um, my esteemed colleague here who I'm running against, I absolutely abhor federal and state mandates. We had a governor who did a lot of things he shouldn't have done. We had a state plan when it came to the pandemic was not followed. They went ahead and did something completely different. Mandates are what are killing us right now. And again, that administrative state is what is allowing mandates to happen. I will protect your freedom by going down with freedom-loving people and good, solid conservatives, and we will make sure that mandates are not the way our lives are run. Representative Cyrus Western. So, I absolutely think we need to push back against some of those federal mandates. If you want a mask, go for it. If you don't, that's great too. Same with the vaccine. But forcing someone to do some of those things is, it goes against their sovereign ability over themselves, their person, those kind of things. And I got back during a special session, I supported a bill that would allow small businesses to run their sums, their selves and their businesses as they see fit and push back against some of these mandates and regulations. Thank you. Former Representative Richard Tass. Well, that's, that's a pretty simple uh, answer to maybe a complex question, but yeah, hey, I support the Constitution of the United States. We are, do not need mandates from the federal government, Big Brother, to tell us how to live. Uh, I oppose the, uh, the movement for co uh, the Convention of States because I think our Constitution is plenty good enough, and we need to. Uh, follow that constitution and I think it will take care of a lot of these mandates that are unfunded, unvoted on mandates. Representative Barry Crago. So I too, I think we're going to probably hear a lot of echoing as it goes down the line. We all believe we need to push back against federal mandates. Overreach. Um, from the federal government on multiple levels, bureaucracy. They do so much of their damage to Wyoming and other Western states through administrative rules that we have no say in. We, they're, they're put forward by unelected officials that we don't get to vote for, that we don't get any oversight over. And so I think as we go forward, and it, gets, it seems to get worse every year, uh, we've all talked about the opinion that came out today. That was really an echo of the, of the 10th Amendment. Um, solidifying the importance of the 10th Amendment and that we as states, we as Wyoming, get to determine our own future. We get to determine what happens within our boundaries to a certain extent. And everything that's not set forth in the Constitution, those powers belong to us. And so we need to keep forcing the federal government to prove that they have the right to override the 10th Amendment, which they don't. And we just need to keep fighting that in the courts and fighting that in the legislature. Thank you. Senator Bo Beitman. Thank you. I think my record speaks for itself on mandates. I oppose vaccine mandates. I oppose mass mandates, and I fought like hell to get rid of them. I was a Senate lead sponsor on the Grace Smith Medical Freedom Bill. Grace Smith was a high schooler in Laramie who uh, was expelled from school for refusing to wear a mask. Uh, she was a very brave young lady, and so we named that bill after her, and, and she's just a courageous warrior, and, and uh, I hope my daughters show that sort of courage. Um, we've also tried like heck to get the vaccine mandate bill passed. Of course it died, uh, not because of Democrats, but because of Republicans. 
with Republicans like these, who needs Democrats? Send me reinforcements, please. Conservative reinforcements. Gary Miller. You know, any, uh, any governing body is best if it's small. See, I would suggest if all of us got together and controlled what we as a group can do, that's going to be better than any group bigger than us. You know, this, the state, and then you get to what the federal government's been doing, of course, lately, it's, it absolutely has been ridiculous. So I think that uh, you know local control is absolutely where we want to be as much as we can be. And I would even argue sometimes that the state infringes on us here in Sheridan too much. And so maybe the, the group here can, can help on that. Thank you. Ken Pendergraft. I want to cut to the root of the problem. The problem is people sitting in offices that think they run things. I was watching the legislature this last session and my good friend Chip Miner, who's a representative from District 1, was being dressed down by a couple of longtime senators. One looked at him and said, you're one of us now. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, I'm one of you. You send me to Cheyenne, I'm one of you, and I represent you there against that jury. Representative Mark Jennings. You read my notes again. <laughs> no, actually, I think a lot of times what we don't take into account is we, there are three branches of government. And that's not actually totally true because there's really a fourth branch, and it's the states. And the states are to stand up against the federal overreach. And uh, to do that, we must be leaders, not followers. When you get into the idea that the, the feds have the idea that they can run roughshod over Wyoming, they've gotten way out of hand. And I think you're gonna hear from uh, some of the other candidates how far out of hand they have gotten. So my, uh, my feeling on that is, is that we should uh, take that back and Wyoming should be the leader, not a follower. That ends the questioning period, and we're going to commence with our concluding statements. Gary Miller. I'm Gary Miller. Hey, I'm Gary Miller, a conservative Republican running for representative for uh, Wyoming House District 29. Um, thank you so much. What a group this is. I think this is a lot more people than we had Monday. Do you remember, Andrew? Does it look like more? Uh, a little bit. So I think that's fabulous. Uh, there are fewer people here tonight, so there's fewer family to, to be here with us. Um, and also thanks to the Republican Party here in Sheridan and the uh, uh, Republican Women's uh, Organization here in Sheridan for putting this form on. It's pretty cool. Uh, as you all know, there are big storm clouds forming from outside this wonderful state. And um, you know, the federal government overreach, which we just talked about in the last question, has really gotten out of control. So, um, economy's a mess. Our civil liberties, I mean, that's really hitting us hard. are under attack. And the war on fossil fuels is really, really hurting our energy industry. So I did something about that. 
I joined the Republican Governors Association, which is a group of all the Republican governors that gets together four times a year and hashes out how the heck do we keep the federal government out of our lives. Um, so one of the things that happens with that is that there's lots of ideas thrown around and the best ideas I believe I can bring back to Wyoming and maybe we can get the federal government off of our backs. So I did something about this and I hope now that I can do something for you if I go to Cheyenne. Thank you very much and please vote on August 16th. Thank you. Senator Bo Beitman. Hi, I'm Bo Beitman, State Senator, District 21, and uh, you know, vote for me, and I'll continue doing what I have done. I have kept my word. I promised big things in 2016 when I first ran. And I think a lot of you didn't really believe me, and rightly so. You've been lied to so many times by prior office holders that campaign as conservatives, but legislate like liberals. And I have kept my word. I'll continue to keep my word, and I'll continue to fight for you. I will be your lobbyist in a swamp full of lobbyists lobbying against your wishes. We will continue to fight for property tax reform, school choice. We'll push back against this climate alarmism that is ruining our fossil fuel industry. We'll stop ESG dead in its tracks. Wyoming will assert its 10th Amendment sovereignty and many, many more. We'll continue to protect life, continue to protect the Second Amendment, and I strongly ask for your vote on August 16th and in November. And we get to beat a Democrat this time. Let's go. Red <laughs> wave. Thank you. Representative Barry Crago. So over the last couple years as the rep representative for House District 40, I worked hard to solve what I would say many of the day-to-day -day problems of our great state. I approached each of these problems with common sense and an open mind. Um, I listened to the constituents, I tried to communicate with them often, as much as possible, email, phone, because um, I have found the constituents usually have the answers to our problems if we're just willing to listen to them. Um, I collaborated with other legislators, uh, many of the sitting legislators that are sitting at this table, um, to address complex issues. We worked on redistricting, for example, here in um, Sheridan County and Johnson County. We worked really hard as a group, um, all of us, to make it happen um, and not tear up our districts here in Sheridan County and Johnson County. Um, over the next two years, there's gonna be a lot more problems that come up. A lot of, a lot of complex issues that we have to address. And uh, I believe based on my background and my efforts to work with all of, all of our legislators in Cheyenne, that I have the ability to address a lot of these pressing issues like property taxes, Second Amendment protections, pro-life advancement, the transgender issues, a balanced budget, and the protection of agriculture, like I said in my opening, which is really near and dear to my heart. Um, and if re-elected, I will do just that. And I would like to thank the Republican Party of Sheridan County and the Republican women of Sheridan County for hosting this tonight. Um, democracy is served best in places just like this, where you get to talk to your elected officials or soon to be elected officials one, one on one if possible. Get in their ear, tell them what you need, tell them what you want, and tell them how to fix the problems that are facing our county, our state, and our country. Thanks for your time and thanks for being here tonight.
former Representative Richard Tass. Thank you. I'm Richard Tass. I'm from Buffalo, Johnson County, running for House District 40. And here's my notes. Uh, <laughs> what I have seen that goes on down there so often is some of our elected officials go down there and the first thing they do, they pack up with uh, some of the liberals and the majority because they like the speaker and they like, uh, because that's where the, the where all the buddies are. And pretty soon they are representing the government, they're representing the state against you instead of representing you against the state. I ask for your votes. I don't know how many people here are from District 40, but uh, we, I need your support to go back down there and represent you folks and not the state. So thank you very much. Brian Miller. Thank you again. My name is Brian Miller. Uh, I'm running for House District 51. Um, as I said earlier, my, my finale was taken up by the questions. Uh, but it's very simple uh, when, when Bouvet and I look at it. The vast majority of you know me fairly well. You know what I believe in and you know why I believe in it because I tell you all the time when you come and you ask questions. Here's what I believe, here's why, and here's what other people believe and here's what I know about them. Trust yourself when you're voting for folks. Know that I've been in leadership my entire life. I was in the military, as an officer, a pilot, um, I did presidential advance, went around the world. I went ahead and uh, came back to Wyoming, started my own business. Matter of fact, I started a business that didn't even exist. And now there's four businesses like it around the country. And the competition is fun. I have the name recognition, they don't. Um, which is really a big thing in, in elections as well, isn't it? Um, and I hope soon to be leading down in our legislature. Leading down there uh, with folks like Mark and Bo and Richard Tass, all of them, the good, solid people down there sharing them. And I'd like to be down there to help them out. My guiding documents are very simple. The US Constitution, the Wyoming Constitution, and my Bible. Those are what tell me what is right and wrong. And that's what I will follow. And I will follow what you, the, those who are electing us, ask us to do. As we mentioned earlier, a lot of times people go down to Cheyenne. Hey, I, I believe in A, B, and C. And then they go down there and they do B, D, E, and F. Or I'm gonna do X, Y, and Z, and they do L, M, N, O, P. Nope, not me. Accountability and transparency are core to my life. And so is this when they, uh, everyone says, you just thought about this from the academy all the time. I will not lie, steal, nor cheat, nor tolerate among us anyone who does. And they say, you got that from the academy. And I say, nope, I got that from my parents. They're the ones who taught me that. Send me to shine. Thank you very much. Representative Cyrus Western. Again, I'm Cyrus Western, and I first want to start off by again thanking the party for putting this on. This is a great event, an opportunity for you to get to hear some of what we have to say. You know, there's all this talk about running on the most conservative and all that stuff, and you know. I'm not gonna say I'm, I'm more conservative than, than my friend Mark Jennings because you don't get more conservative than him. <laughs> but I am running, I'm not running. I, 2018, I ran on affirming our Second Amendment rights. Mark sponsored a great safe ability. I was really proud to work with him and to support. 
We, I ran on Affirming Life, what we saw today. And I'm really proud that I voted for the, it was the, um, the trigger bill that we passed this past session. I thought that was just good legislation. I told people that in the campaign in 18, and I followed through this past session. I'm also running on jobs in the economy. Any community has to have a thriving middle class so they can be successful. And I'm really proud to, proud to have worked on things, uh, scholarships for folks to go back to school and get their degree in welding, uh, you know, dental hygienists, those kind of middle class jobs that we need and we want to continue Wyoming to have. I've worked with our oil and gas industries to ensure that they get regulations off their backs. I'm really quite proud to have worked with some of my colleagues to help ensure this. Again, when coal mining, uh, some of these mining companies were suffering, we had reached out to them, we helped them out. Why? Because they employ us. They employ members of our community, our family, our friends, and I'm really proud of the work that I've done in the legislature to help them. Again, I'm endorsed by the Wyoming Mining Association, the Wyoming Petroleum Station of Wyoming, uh, Right to Life, because I'm really proud of the work that I do, and I encourage you, or ask for you, to send me back to Cheyenne. Thank you so much. Ken Pendergraft. My name is Ken Pendergraft. I'm a combat veteran. I am a pastor. I am a carpenter. I've been married over 40 years to one woman. Both are meant to be kept. I also happen to be a podcaster. And in a situation like this, you go in and you listen to somebody and you might just get a little bit of a taste of what they think. Note that most of the people, I wouldn't say most, many, if not most, of the people you're going to hear from tonight have sat with me around the table on the podcast and have spoken for extensive periods of time. I've got well over 100 hours, in my opinion, out there and bore the crap out of you. But that is found at crosscreekmedia.com. Crosscreekmedia.com. The show is called The Ramble Room, and I encourage you to listen, not just to hear me, but to hear many of these same people. We spent an hour with Brent Vian. We spent an hour with Harry. You need to hear what they really think. Representative Mark Jennings. Do I give you this extra minute? <laughs> That's not how it works. No, no, no. I'm not giving my notes. Okay. Mark Jennings, House District 30, and uh, I'd like to thank the Republicans for putting this on. Um, it's really good to see so many people attend. And uh, I've had the privilege of uh, serving in House District 30 for eight years. I appreciate your votes. I appreciate the people that um, I've been elected to serve because it really is, somebody made a joke, I won't tell who it was, and uh, that I was sitting on the left up here. And I said, no, 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 no. I always sit on this side because you guys are the ones that count. And I like to sit on the right-hand side. Yeah. 